listening to season four, episode seven of Vixen, a black beauty and pop culture podcast. If you enjoy what you hear today, please leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is on Nollywood superstar Genevieve Naji. Now, let's start the show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Vixen. I want to again say thank you guys so much for the love on last week's anniversary episode and all of the love on Instagram for the one year anniversary. So excited to walk into a brand new year of podcasting, doing the book club and so many other things with y'all. I have a lot of subjects planned for the next few months. I cannot wait for you guys to hear all of the upcoming episodes and I'm so excited I get to do this with y'all. I know I was mushy last week but I had to just thank y'all again. (laughs) So let's get into this week's episode. So as you guys know, especially if you follow me on Instagram, I have been trying to cover more of our international ladies, our international vixens on the show. That was a very, very big goal of mine for this season specifically. Um, So I did do a question post on my Instagram story a few weeks back, just asking you guys, who is your favorite Nollywood actress? Um, I got quite a few answers. So I decided to just go with the name that I saw the most, and that was Genevieve Naji. Genevieve has appeared in over 200 Nollywood movies. She's a director, she's an activist, she's a producer, and much, much more. She's very loved by the Nollywood community, so let's get into her. So before we get started, let me just tell y'all, I did look up a lot of things on pronunciation, but sometimes they get it wrong, so I'm going to try my best. Uh, Please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong um, with pronunciation or anything else. Um, I definitely want to keep that line of communication open with you guys when I am doing international stories. I try my best to do the most research as I possibly can, but sometimes I might slip with the way I pronounce something, but I'm going to try my best for y'all. But yeah, feel free to send me the correct pronunciation if I say anything wrong. So that was my little disclaimer. Let's go. Genevieve Naji was born on May 3rd, 1979 in Base, which is a region inside of the Emo state in Nigeria. From what I looked up about Base, and again, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, region, when it when used here, the word region kind of reminds me of how we have counties in the state, like PG County, Montgomery County, stuff like that. Um, Base specifically is made up of 14 towns and the area is known um, to be very, very musically inclined. There's just a lot of talented people there. I do believe most people in Base are Ibu, but there are various tribes within the region. Genevieve was born to Theophilus and Bernadette Naji, who were already parents to three children before her and they had four more children after her. So she was born into a two-parent middle-class home. The family was quite comfortable. Um, Her mother Bernadette was a nursery school teacher and her father Theophilus was an engineer. When Genevieve was young, they all packed up and moved to Lagos. Around this time, Genevieve started to have an interest in show business. So her family got her some headshots, they got her in acting, and before she knew it, she was working as a child actress. She was in several commercials for various detergent, household items, beverage brands, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But she got her big break at eight years old when she was casted in the television soap opera Ripples. Ripples aired in 1988 on the Nigerian Television Authority, aka the NTA, which is a pretty large television station. I believe it is government owned. So that's where a lot of people will get their news. 
um, information and a lot of shows come on this station as well. So it was very much a big deal to be on a show that was on this network. It's like a high profile network. The show again was a soap opera. It was produced by Zeb Ijiro, who was already very known and respected in the Nollywood scene. Uh, they had a nickname for him that I cannot remember, but basically I know he did a lot of TV shows. I think soap operas were kind of his thing, and I believe he did some films too. So anyway, Ripples was an instant hit, and it ran for five years straight. The show ended when Genevieve was 13, and she went off to high school at Methodist Girls College, which is now known as Methodist Girls High School. So Genevieve did pretty well in school, but in her senior year, I believe it was, she did get pregnant with her first child. Now, this did not go the way you would think it went, um, and I absolutely love this for her. Her family was very, very supportive. They were like, look, keep moving forward with your plans. We will help you out. Um, so they just really gave her that support system that she needed being a young mother, and she graduated from high school and later enrolled at the University of Lagos, majoring in creative arts. So Genevieve did get a little bit of the acting bug again because it was such a big part of her childhood. So when she wasn't in class, she started to monitor the castings for Nollywood films, and she slowly started to audition for them. So I do know she did drop out for a little while, I believe just to focus on acting, but she did come back and graduate with her bachelor's degree. So she did graduate from college. Genevieve did keep the auditions a secret from her parents for a bit because they were really, really set on her being a lawyer. Um, so they weren't really feeling the whole getting back into acting thing, but they did continue to support her once they found out she was getting back into that world. Genevieve booked a couple minor roles for about a year or two, but in 1998, she got the part of the reporter in a new film called Most Wanted. So everything kind of goes up from here. She starts to get on the radar um, of people who made decisions in Nollywood. She's getting up on the Nollywood scene a little bit. She got roles in five more movies from 1998 to 2002. And then that year, she got her big break when she landed the lead role of Sharon Stone in the Nollywood film of the same name. Sharon Stone. <laughs> so y'all, this is when Genevieve starts to become an it girl across Nigeria. She has sponsorships, brand deals, you name it. Sharon Stone was a hit. The movie did really well, not only throughout Nigeria, but also in other African and European countries where it was shown. She's so revered in the Nollywood culture, mainly because she's credited for um, kind of introducing Nollywood to the rest of the world, if that makes sense. So she kind of upped the popularity of the genre um, throughout other cultures. Another reason why Genevieve was so wildly popular at this time is because she was one of the very first Nollywood stars to have her own website. So if you guys remember the Buffy the Body episode and the Melissa Ford episode, um, they both made these websites and Yahoo groups for themselves. And those really increased their popularity on the internet and their online members started to personally request them to XXL, King, all the magazines. Y'all know the story. So this is basically the same effect that Genevieve's website had for her career. The girls were just living for Genevieve's site because not only did it promote her, it also like promoted interaction. So her fans were able to communicate with her on the website and she would really respond. Um, the website had thousands of hits and messages in just two weeks of going live I mean she was really really popular definitely it girl status started to develop a cult following you know just 
real hot girl shit. So in 2004, Lux held a contest where several African celebrities, tastemakers, and stars competed to be their newest brand ambassador. A little bit about Lux. Lux was originally called Sunlight Flakes and it was owned by Lever Brothers, now known as Unilever. Y'all know Lever Soap. Is it Lever? I don't know if it's Lever or Lever, y'all. But y'all know Lever Soap. It's like the kind of, the I don't know. Every time I think about that soap, it's like thin. And I feel like men use it a lot. I don't know why. I, I don't. I think it's genderless. Like I don't think it's necessarily aimed at men. I just find that men always have Lever, Lever Soap. I don't like it. I'm a dove girl. But anyway, so these are the same people. The same people who own that soap company also own Lux. So Lux is a beauty brand. They have body wash, shower gels, things like that. I believe it used to be sold in America, but I don't think we have it anymore. Mainly offered in Africa, Brazil, um, India, and Thailand, like in those markets now. So anyway, Lux has this competition for their next brand ambassador and our girl sweeps the competition. She had the most votes out of everybody. Um, we love a good sweep. Y'all know that, especially from the Phyllis Hyman episode. Here's a quote from Lux's press release to announce Genevieve's win. I thank God, my parents, and the press for this great opportunity. I feel honored to be selected as the new face of Lux. I am neither the best actress nor the most beautiful woman in Nigeria. I am representing not only Nigeria, but also Africa. It's a great responsibility. I promise to be a good ambassador. End quote. So now she's their newest beauty ambassador. She's appearing all over the place on billboards and TV commercials and more. 2004 is just an overall amazing year for Genevieve. She starred in 13 Nollywood movies that year alone, which is insane. I want to know how long do these movies take to film? Like, I need to know because how are you in 13 of them in one year? And then also doing appearances because you're a brand ambassador. So I'm assuming she was doing appearances and photo shoots and all types of stuff, plus the promotion of the movie. So she must have been really, really busy. But her star power was rapidly rising. So it's only right at this point that she diversify her talents. You know, once you conquer acting, like it's just a rite of passage for you to get into singing. I don't know what it is, but I, people always go from actor to singer, singer to actress. So Genevieve did that too. EKB Records reached out to her that year and asked if she wanted to record an album and she was like, sign me right on up, let's do it. EKB Records was a Ghanaian record label and they're best known for being the home of Ghanaian singer Becca, um, who sounds very interesting from what I read. I've read a little bit about her very brief while I was doing research for this episode. I ain't gonna get into it, but she sounds real interesting. So let me know if y'all want an episode on her because... I might look into doing one. Her story was giving me drama, y'all, from what I saw. I don't know. But anyway, back to Genevieve. So Genevieve got straight to work recording songs for the contracted album, and they were a mix of R&B and rap. Later that year, Genevieve's debut album, One Logo Logo Line, was released. The album was received really well, especially for someone that is transitioning from acting into music. Like what I saw of the numbers of that, that's actually really good because a lot of people are not able to have that crossover appeal or that kind of success when they do a new venture. So that's awesome for her. Um, she didn't even really transition though because she was still doing movies. Like she didn't stop her career to make music. 
Um, she was still doing movies. Like I said, y'all know 13 of them came out that year alone. So I don't know when she had time to record an album after all of those movies. But the girl was working hard, but she kind of did a one and done. Like, I don't believe she's done any other music other than that album. The later part of the early 2000s continued to be absolutely wonderful for Genevieve. In 2005, she had four more hit Nollywood films. And she won the Africa Movie Academy Award for Best Actress in a Leading Role. Okay, so let's get into a little bit of Genevieve's personal life. Y'all know we have to. Um, so there actually isn't a lot of information out there about her personal life. I did see a few rumors, but nothing really substantial. She apparently had another daughter later on in life. I couldn't find either of her daughter's names. Sorry, y'all. Um, but it looks like her older daughter, who would be around 25 now, has two children of her own, making Genevieve a grandmother. Love that. As far as her dating life, Genevieve has been linked to singer DeBanch. Is it? I've seen this name so many times, and I know I've heard this guy's music. I kind of want to say DeBanch. Debange, but they're saying that it's Debange. Y'all tell me, which one is it? Anyway, so she has been linked to the singer Debange, um, rapper Lynx, and Atiku Abu Bakar, who is the former vice president of Nigeria. So, okay, presidential. Uh, <laughs> but no, she's actually been linked to a few other people. There have been rumors about her getting married like twice. Like, I saw one rumor about her secretly marrying a white guy. Um, another one about her marrying someone else. It's just, it seems like she's probably being linked to any man that she's friendly with or is on Instagram with, but it, there's, like I said, there's not really anything substantial about her love life. It's just all speculation. But from what the gossip blogs do say, she does like to tease who she's with on Instagram. So sometimes she'll like post a little sneaky photo, a little sneaky video, you know, or she might post a guy and like not really say who he is or anything like that and I'm sure she just does that to rile the media up because it's funny you know it's like people are so concerned about whether she's in love or trying to find love or anything because people are so obsessed with women being married and like happy endings and stuff like that so she probably just be trolling y'all for real in a 2014 interview with Olisa she was asked if she's dating and if she's going to settle down so this video is on YouTube here's a quote from it I am. I think everybody is prioritizing and so am I. I mean, really, it's not like I don't want to settle down or anything, but I don't want to settle down. That's not it. I want somebody and until I find that person, there's no thought of me settling down. End quote. I love that. Love that quote. Love that quote. So I don't know if y'all caught that, but that sentence where she's like, it's not like I don't want to settle down, but I don't want to settle down. Period. I think a lot of girls need to hear that. I'm not throwing no shade, y'all. I'm just saying, you know, we all go through that. But you can settle down. You can find your partner, the person that is for you, and just settle down and live a quiet life. But you don't need to settle down. Like, you don't need to move backwards. You don't need to get someone who is not on your level. Like, we don't set, we'll settle down, but we ain't settling down. I'm about to start telling some of my friends that actually. <laughs> I'm stealing that from Genevieve. I love that. But yeah, I mean, I like how private she is as well. She is notoriously private from what I've read about her. She doesn't talk about her love life or her personal life really at all. I mean, like I said, yeah, I couldn't even find her daughter's names. Um, so she's private with her family as well as her love life. And I, I think that's great. I do think there has to be some kind of personal peace 
um, that you have something that you just keep to yourself, especially when her life is so public, like she's an activist. We're going to get more into like her director work in a little bit and she's acting as well. So it's like, you know, people feel so entitled to every single part of people's lives. So it must be nice to just kind of keep something to yourself. You know what I mean? In 2008, she launched her clothing line, St. Genevieve, which donates a percentage of its proceeds to local orphanages. In 2009, she was the first Nigerian actress to be profiled on the Oprah Winfrey show, where Oprah called her the Julia Roberts of Africa. I can totally see that. I think that's a great comparison. Um, the episode was about the most popular people around the world or like popular international people. And this is when Genevieve became known as the highest paid novel. Hollywood actress so she definitely ended the decade on a high note hey y'all so I know we're all excited to come out of this pandemic and get back to our regular lives but let's be honest we've been through a lot these last two years you might feel like you need to step back reassess process it all set new goals or just talk to somebody I was feeling the exact same way and I just had my very first session with my new life coach Tola Maria I ain't gonna lie y'all, I was nervous, but Tola made the space very comfortable, I felt safe, and I felt like I could be open and honest. Although she made me comfortable, she did not hold back y'all, she definitely told me about myself. But it all felt really constructive, I got some good tips, it was definitely eye-opening and very much needed. Having a life coach is something that I think black women can truly get a lot out of. So I've partnered with Tola Maria Life Coach to offer my listeners 12% off their bulk sessions when they use my code, FIXIN. You can use this code on her website, which will be linked down in the show notes. And you can find her on Instagram at tmarialifecoach. That's T-M-A-R-I-A Life Coach. And don't forget to use code VIXIN and let her know that I've sent you. Genevieve continued to appear in a series of films until she started to get a little bit of the producer bug. So she was the highest paid Nollywood actress, highly revered, well-respected, all of that. It's kind of like at this point, what can't she do? So she tried her hand at it. And in 2016, Road to Yesterday was released in which Genevieve produced and starred in the film. So she produced it and she was in it. Um, so, I mean, just talk about bad bitch shit. Talk about hot girl shit. That's a bad bitch right there. Um, the movie gained critical acclaim, winning Best Movie Overall at the 2016 Africa Magic Viewers Choice Awards. In a 2019 interview with Essence, Genevieve talked about what made her want to step off the screen and go behind the scenes. Here's a quote from that. I believe the right story and intent called for it. I was ready to become a storyteller beyond portraying a singular character. The only way to fully share the vision I had was getting behind the camera lens and I look forward to sharing more. So this woman legitimately never stops working y'all. She's not done yet. So after her first movie Road to Yesterday, Genevieve then went on to get in her directing bag. So she moves from producing to directing. Her directorial debut movie Lionheart was released in 2018 and later picked up by Netflix making it the very first Nigerian Netflix original. So here's another quote from that Essence interview. Lionheart stemmed from my desire and hunger to shed light and to speak the truth of what it's like to be a young woman trying to make it in a world that is dominated by men. That being said, it was equally important to me that the movie was lighthearted and warm, so the environment in which it was told was crucial as well. 
end quote. So this is a really cool little fact that just shows you how talented and successful Genevieve is, in my opinion. So I'm going to share it with y'all. So Lionheart had its very first showing at the 2018 Toronto International Film Festival, where Farming was also having its first showing. So for y'all who haven't seen it, Farming is another movie that was released in 2018, starring Kate Beckinsale, Dancing Idris, aka my boo Franklin from Snowfall, and guess who? Genevieve. So she had two movies at the festival at the same damn time, which is amazing, awesome. It really shows like her star power, her work ethic, all of that. And um, yeah, I've seen Farming. The plot was kind of out there, honestly, and but that was the first time, that was the first thing I've ever seen franklin in damson um other than i i think i saw him in black mirror before he was in snowfall i don't remember the plot was out there but it was good i have not seen lionheart that is on my to-do list for this weekend i definitely want to see her directorial debut the following year the nigerian oscar selection committee chose lionheart as nigeria's submission for the best international feature film category which would make it a nominee for the 2020 oscars if it made it through so this was the first time Nigeria ever submitted to that category of the Oscars. Can you guys believe that? Like, I, I was pretty shocked. I had to double check that a few times. I was like, wow, like that. Yeah, that's a lot. And I mean, it shows just how good this movie must be, which means I definitely have to watch it this weekend. Um, Because for them to be like, you know, we ain't never done this before, but let's do it. That means they really believed in this movie and that it clearly deserved it. Bad news, y'all. Unfortunately, the movie was disqualified by the Oscars committee because it is primarily in English. Um, so, okay, to play devil's advocate a little bit, I had to look this up because I was confused. The rule for movies that are in this category is that they have to have a predominantly non-English dialogue track. So this rule was put in place just to kind of diversify and give movies that are in other languages a chance. And I get that, but I'll save my thoughts. I'll save my thoughts to the end. So after the Oscars disqualified Lionheart, Ava DuVernay took to Twitter to talk about it. Here's her tweet. Two at the Academy, she at them. You disqualified Nigeria's first ever submission for best international feature because it's in English. But English is the official language of Nigeria. Are you barring this country from ever competing for an Oscar in its official language? In tweet, end quote. Um, after Ava's tweet went viral, Genevieve wrote on Twitter in response, thank you so much at Ava. I am the director of Lionheart. This movie represents the way we speak as Nigerians. This includes English, which acts as a bridge between the 500 plus languages spoken in our country, thereby making us one Nigeria. And she hashtagged one Nigeria. It's no different to how French connects communities in former French colonies. We did not choose who colonized us. As ever, this film and many like it is proudly Nigerian at the Academy. End quote, end tweet. Okay, so here are my thoughts on this. I totally agree with both Ava and Genevieve. I understand the rule and I feel like it does open up other movies. Um, but I do feel like it's fucked up. Excuse my language. It's effed up to hold countries that have been colonized accountable for that because they can't help that English is the primary language there. And again, like Genevieve said, there are so many languages spoken in Nigeria. English has to be the primarily used language because you wouldn't be able to communicate with 
the people around you. Like if you went and traveled, you wouldn't be able to communicate. It's kind of messed up that certain countries would be barred from even participating in this category. I really think they should update the rules for that. Sounds like they want it to be authentic, right? So if you want things to be authentic and that's the primarily used language in the country, you can't bar people from participating because they spoke English. That is what most people speak. And from what I read, there are conversations that are held in different languages um, within Lionheart, but it is mostly English. But still, I feel like if you want it to be authentic, you got to accept it for what it is. And that is the language that is spoken there. It's the official language. Did Parasite win in 2019 or 2020? I know it won, but I can't remember what year it was. I want to say it was this one. So they would have been in the same category as Parasite. I love that movie. That was really good. I actually need to watch it again. Um, maybe what I'll do this weekend is watch Parasite and Lionheart back to back. So anyway, back to Genevieve. Um, today, she seems quite unbothered about all that mess at the Oscars. Um, it doesn't seem like she's done any directing yet, but it doesn't seem like she's done any more directorial work. But I did read that she wants to keep directing. So hopefully we do see more of that from her. Um, she is kind of low key now from what I see on her Instagram. Her daughter is well into her teen years. I'm believing this is her second daughter. Um, she's super cute. Uh, Genevieve is very much involved in activism these days as well. I've seen that she's used her platform to speak out about the position that Nigerian healthcare workers are in during the pandemic, um, the NSARS movement, um, a lot of things about feminism. Like she's very, very involved from what I see. And she's, you know, putting her money where her mouth is. She's not just like tweeting about it or posting about it. Like she's out there as well. Um, she's still doing her thing. I know she just celebrated 20 years in Nollywood in 2019. Overall, she just looked like she living her best life. You know, she looks very rich, moisturized. She's a very, very um, nice Chanel collection that I'm jealous of. And she looks a lot younger than her age. She's still very young. Like, I think she's only what 42 yeah born in 79 yeah she's like 42 but she looks early 30s late 20s to me you know and we love to see it I love that for beautiful black women and yeah that is the story of Genevieve Najee y'all this episode was really really fun to write like I was telling y'all I do want to introduce more international superstars and vixens and all types of people into this podcast so if you have any submissions or suggestions please feel free to dm me on instagram or email me I'll have my info in the show notes um yeah this was just a really fun episode just learning about Genevieve specifically learning about the Nollywood scene I think a deep dive on the Nollywood scene would actually be really fun maybe I'll do that in the future if you guys want it I'm excited to watch Lionheart this weekend I'll let you know what I think on Instagram and I'm excited about the concept of more Nigerian and African films hitting America as well as TV shows uh, the ones that I have seen on Netflix have been pretty good. So it's just nice to see that. And I hope we see more of it in the future. So that's it, y'all. That's all I got for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on the beautiful and very talented Genevieve Naji. I will be back next week with an all new episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to Vixen. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to leave a review. If you have a submission, feel free to email vixenpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with an all new episode.